you think, or depression may occur. Stay in your home. Curfew is at 7 p.m. sharp after work. Anyone caught outside the gates of their subdivision sectors after curfew will be shot. Remain calm. Do not panic. Your neighborhood watch officer will be by to collect urine samples in the morning. Anyone caught interfering with the collection of urine samples will be shot. Stay in your home. Remain calm. The number one enemy of progress is question. National security is more important than individual Welcome. Welcome, folks. You are listening to the Freedom Ministry on RBN. I am your humble host, Chris Switzer. Please, folks, if you wish to call in, you can do so. Just be intelligent, respectful, and you will have your time on the air. Call 512-248-8252. 512-248-8252. And please, folks, if you can donate to RBN, visit republicbroadcasting.org, hit that Donate button, or send check or money order payable to RBN. Send to 2251 Double Creek Drive, number 302, Round Rock, Texas, 78664. We would truly appreciate it. Keep voices like mine alive and on the air. You're not going to hear this on the mainstream news or even the alternative news, by and large, which I refer to as the Alt-Kike Network instead of the Alt-Right Network. But I digress. We do have a caller holding patiently. We have Ken in Texas. Hey, Ken. Mr. Switzer, how you doing? I am blessed. How are you? Uh, I'm blessed, too. So maybe between the two of us, we can accomplish something. And I say that kind of facetiously. Of course, we can. <laughs> We're two or more gathered in his name. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought a little bit because I had to bug out for about 15 minutes, and so I didn't catch the last uh, 15 or 20 minutes. But um, he really said a lot that... Um, sparked a lot of thoughts in my mind uh, from the start, from, from the get-go, the beginning of the show. And um, so I guess I'll just uh, try to dive in. Um, I'm just curious if you've heard about any of this uh, mud flood stuff and Tartaria and the Tartar civilization it used to be like over an extreme eastern Russia and like north of Mongolia and all that. Are you familiar with any of that? I am familiar, but I would not even 
pretend to be an expert um, by no means. But yes, I've, I've definitely looked into it, and there's much truth to it. And um, yeah, it's very interesting to look at some of the old um, structures, you know, even here in America. Um, and there's no pictures, no records of how they were built when they were built, who built them. Um, and it seems to be that most of these places, this architecture that I refer to, is used as now um, municipal centers or town you know, courts or town halls or things like that. Right. It's, it's very sounds, mysterious. Yeah, sounds like you've done a deep dive on it. Yeah, and they had uh, um, like structured so that they were... Uh, you know, more than just buildings. They had, like, health effects and things like that. Mm. And um, So I, I don't know about all that, but it is interesting. You know, they you know, call them cathedrals, and we're going to get cathode and anode and all kinds of bizarre stuff. But I was doing a deep dive on that, and I came across some video, I don't know who it was, because I, I looked at so many of them, so I apologize, I don't know the source. It was on BitChute, though, um, where somebody made the the claim or, or uh, introduced the theory or idea that the millennium had already happened, and... Uh, so what you're seeing with the mud flood and their revisionism, because, you know, they're tearing down all those buildings left and right um, uh, that we were just talking about. And, you know, with all the revisionist history that they're doing, it's it's a fascinating thought. I don't subscribe to it, but it's a, mm-hmm. it's a fascinating idea. And I was sitting around thinking about that, and all of a sudden it dawned on me that they didn't come out with the Masoretic text until just after, you know, 1000 A.D. So I thought mm. that was kind of interesting um, time frame. So there's lots of little things like that, and um, just thought I'd throw sure. that out there for people to think about and ponder and um, see what they can come up with, because... Uh, that that building style you were just talking about is universal. It's all over, you know, Europe, United States, um, you know, just about everywhere you can think of. Um, uh, anyhow, I, a lot more to say. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's, it's there. Um, it's definitely there. There's so much that we just do not know because the victors write history you know and those who lose are usually the the good guys i mean you see some victories you know for god's people as i just read um they happen but lately in recent history not so much not so much uh for example and this is something to ponder um and it's not something i came up with at all um give credit to um a brother in Yahushua HaMashiach who, um, you know, I I live on the property and uh, he brought it to my attention. We were talking about the uh, War of Northern Aggression, commonly referred to as the Civil War. And, you know, also the the Latchkey children, like the children, you know, who were orphaned uh, by all the the massive loss of life, right? Um, Where did all these children go? Number one. That's one, one question. Number two, though, who was taking these action shots of the battle? 
because there are some and if you know anything about film and the film of the time at that time um you had to stay very very still for a photo and even when you were standing still um you might sneeze or get an itch and you'll see the motion blur in those still shots even so who took those action shots how and are we being lied to in some way shape or form and how much of it is all bs i don't know <laughs> well yeah that's another significant question because one of the videos i saw uh, asked the same question but i think they said that there were no action shots they were all posed um which understandable right. because what you just said they're, they're, they have to be perfectly still um, in order to, you know, for the length of the exposure to uh, get on the, the negative. Um, so, yeah, um, but it, it uh, if you think about, you know, the whole Velikovsky deal with, uh, you know, Venus getting birth from Jupiter and then having a close flyby the... Uh, the Earth ro uh, orbit uh, that could have caused that momentary um, stop in you know the the planetary motions um, because of that uh, movement of Venus. Um, so I mean, there's a lot of really fascinating possibilities that people are piecing together. Um, anyhow, it's just. I uh, just would like mm. people to congregate and think about that. And um, it, it just, you know, it's always good to know the truth of a matter. And, you know, the Bible has many examples of catastrophes um, that were, you know, either a result of Israel's disobedience or as a result of of uh, being in God's good graces, you know, it happened to their enemies. Um, yes. And uh, just, gosh, there's so many things to talk about regarding that, you know, Jericho, the, the Red Sea, um, uh, you know, the flood, the Great Flood, um, all these things. And um, anyhow, so uh, I just... Uh, you know, if some of this stuff is true, then I would have to, of course, rethink a lot of my theology. I mean, the the core truths of of Christ, Yeshua Hamashiach, um, would or I'm still working on that. I'm not sure if I'm with Yehoshua or Yehushua, um, uh, but I digress. I mean, uh, I'm I'm still working on on coming to a, a final conclusion and going with one of them um, even though I, I know he, he still hears me um, but it it's kind of silly you know the Bible says call on the name of the Lord and then you don't know what the name of the Lord is so um, uh, yeah. that's something I want to resolve because um, basically what a lot of people are saying is call on the name of the name instead of calling on Yahweh, Yahweh, I should say. Um, yeah. Or, and it it uh, says his name. You just got to look at the Hebrew, you know, or the Greek. It, it'll tell you. Right. Well, I know one source I heard, there was um, 
like 6,813 times where it says, you know, the Tetragrammaton, the Ute Vabhe, and they write in or translate it as the Lord instead. And you know, these kind of things I find very disturbing um, because yeah. it doesn't say call on the name <laughs> of the name, you know, call on right. Ute Vabhe. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. you don't want to, I mean, uh, I mean, you look at the end, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but the, the end of, you know, Revelation, um, you can read it, um, where is it, here we go, 18, uh, chapter 22, verse 18, for I witness to everyone hearing the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, Elohim shall add to him the plagues that were written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, Elohim shall take away his part from the book of life and out of the holy city, which are written in this book. He that bears witness of these says, yes, I am coming speedily. Amen. Yes, come, Master Yahushua. The favor of our Master Yahushua Hamashiach be with the holy ones. Amen. So, yeah, you yeah. have to change that word. Um. Well, I, I, uh, my eschatological position is uh, a preterist, and so I look at some things a little bit differently, but it doesn't take away from the truth of the matter, um, just in terms of how you look at eschatology, but the, the core beliefs about Christ, um, Shiach, and mm-hmm. um, death, burial, resurrection, and you know, our salvation and, and grace, uh, none of that is affected by that. But um, what I'm doing lately is a, a deep dive into the, and this is what you got me going on uh, earlier in your mm-hmm. your um, beginning of your show, was about the stars and the planets and, you know, the Maseroth and trying mm-hmm. to interpret the Bible based on the Masroth, in other words, using the understanding of the people that were alive, you know, back when the Bible was written, um, or that, you know, when the the people that were knowledgeable about all that were still alive. Um, and it, to me, it's, it's so fascinating when you interpret the Bible that way, uh, a lot of things just jump out at you that were difficult to understand and I I preface what I was going to comment about your comment on Revelation like where it talks about the four beasts but it's actually you know the four living creatures you know we have um, the lion and the scorpion and uh, and all that those are all the four cardinal points of the zodiac or the the Maseroth Um, so it, it really makes a lot of uh, sense when you interpret the Bible that way, but I digress. I didn't mean to to get hijacked uh, on on that issue, but um, uh, it's an important hermeneutical tool, is what I was trying to say. But uh, yeah, if you uh, uh, find out anything more about the Tartar stuff, that would be fascinating to hear more of what you had to say about it. Um, Obviously, you have a great mind because you just spewed out, you know, more than I even remembered. Um, 
watching <laughs> about. So, <laughs> um, but there's something to that, and either need, we need to filter it out or filter it in or figure out what's going on there because um, in that that same time frame, you know, you mentioned the Civil War is the same time frame that all of the new Bible translations were popping onto the scene, you know, the Westcott and Hort um, based stuff, you know, um, and dispensationalism, it all got birthed at that same time. And, you know, it's allegedly uh, not too long after the, you know, air quotes, mud flood. So Mm. uh, it's just a, fascinating um, issue that I would I would love to talk more about but I don't want to take up your whole show rambling on but um, you really got me going at the beginning of your show you oh. just uh, were nailing it and I, <laughs> I had to call up and listen to myself make a fool of myself <laughs> no not at all um, we're, we're studying his word to show ourselves approved unto him and like you said we're the two or more in his name, there he is. So you know, you're good, man. <laughs> God bless. It's all about figuring out the truth and uh, living the truth and being obedient to the truth. And um, you know, we're all on different but parallel pathways. Um, you know, it's just you might be farther along than I am, and you know, something like that. So, but right. we're all on the same path and heading in the same direction. Um, yes. And, you know, sometimes I can lend a hand and pull you forward, and sometimes you can lend a hand and pull me forward. And, you know, that's the beauty of it all. Even if we have differences, um, it's really uh, a heartfelt, special thing when we work together for the common truth, the common good. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for what you do, Chris. I'll get back to listening and um, have a blessed rest of your show and weekend. Thanks. Bye. No, thank you. Thank you very much. Don't be a stranger. I appreciate the call. Truly. And yes, we must edify one another. You know, it's so hard these days to find true fellowship. It really is. You can't go into these 501c3 churches, these corporations who bow to Baal, to Satan, and expect to get true fellowship. I mean, you might find it by fluke, just by a you know happenstance that you know you both show. But it, it's so rare; it really is. So I appreciate the call. Don't go anywhere. I'll take your calls right after the break. Thank you for holding. Don't go anywhere. Attention freedom-loving patriots. 
Are you ready to dive deep into the principles that founded our great nation? Join me, Peter Serafine, and the Institute on the Constitution as we light the way to a brighter future with the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. At liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom, you'll find a treasure trove of online courses on the U.S. Constitution, carefully crafted to empower you with knowledge to defend your rights and liberty, whether you're a student, a history enthusiast, or just a concerned citizen. These courses are for you. Gain a comprehensive understanding of our Constitution's principles, the wisdom of our founding fathers, and how to apply them in today's world. As a special offer to our freedom-loving listeners of Republic Broadcasting Network, use coupon code RBN at checkout and get 20% discount on any course. Join the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom and be a part of the movement to uphold the values that have made our nation exceptional. Unleash the power of knowledge and protect what truly matters, our Constitution. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom today. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Use code RBN for 20% off. Together, we'll be the beacon of freedom our founding generation envisioned. Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. Illuminating minds, empowering patriots. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here at Blackout, all of the coffee it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped so it literally gets to consumers house within three to five days after being roasted if you like coffee you have to try ours it's fresh roasted it's one of the best beans that we can get and you will definitely see the difference visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code repub10 that's repub10 Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to the Freedom Ministry on RBN. I'm still your host, Chris Switzer. Please, folks, if you wish to call in, do so. 512-248-8252. 512-248-8252. This is your show as much as it is mine, folks. And I'm going to take the next caller who's been holding very patiently. We have Patrick in Texas. Hey, Patrick. Hi, Chris. 
um, you know, the Tartars and um, that's all interesting. You know, there, there's been some very advanced things like Atlantis, Memoria, and um, but there's a guy who's got a four hour video called a Kogue. And um, all the, just like they did in uh, DC with all the Masons, they, uh, everything is, you know, is got the star, you know, the, the, the pentagram and uh, all the, you know, the, uh, Obelisk and uh, the, all, all the bells and whistles of the Masonic right there. Um, but that's just that's their little ballywick there. That's what they now on the on the global scene. They have a call month. Craig would call uh, the code, and it is uh, they laid out all of the uh, significant monuments: all oh, Serpent Mound, the pyramids, uh, all, all of it. You know it's. Um, it's all uh, in this matrix system that is uh, it's it's, uh, it's dimensions of the uh, of the uh, the uh, of the structure gives us exact grid location. A satellite could not be more precise. Just like the pyramids are so exact, and uh, it's amazing. Right. And he says somebody is a high intelligence at the helm of this. It's it's, not, it's unmistakable. And uh, they don't use, uh, you know, uh, Greenwich Mean Time. That's something we use for our convenience because that was the center <laughs> of our world. Right. They use the pyramid, and they also use the same equator as ours. Everything else, you know, once you go to that base, it just all makes perfect sense of what they've done. But uh, so they, but they use, uh, you know, statute miles, English statute miles, inches and feet. In uh, English, they could have used anything. They could have used, you know, uh, metric. They could have used uh, cubits, you know, reeds, whatever. They did not. They specifically right. followed suit, just like they use Hebrew. Is uh, you know, uh, is uh, you know, is the English language. That uh, goes back to biblical times. You know, there's, 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 so it, it translates back and forth, and so it's you know. Uh, we're, we're not just some kind of a uh, Johnny come lately or something. Like that. There's no doubt about it. We are the chosen, you know, the, the English speaking uh, Hebrew. And uh, uh, you know, uh, I could go on about that, but I'll, uh, you know, one more thing here. This is something kind of cool. You've heard of Rock Lake, Wisconsin? It's, a, it's up in Wisconsin. There's a second lake where pyramids are built underwater. As I was saying, you take that. That grid line, that that the longitudinal line, drinking right down into Mexico, and there's a pyramid down there, exactly on the exact same longitudinal line. You decipher that that with that the code, uh, that and it will send you off to uh, uh, to uh, another location where the actual sunken pyramids were at, and uh, and uh, of the Coca-Cola. Now that's just a taste of how they what they done. You know, they're all very specific. and um, But uh, I want to talk about Jim Trafficant. That speech about Jim Trafficant, Jim Trafficant has been scrubbed. All you get now is just a, uh, a, a, a put-in, a space filler. That's what he's talking about. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the bankruptcy. He's talking about FDR. How FDR, you know, with the bankruptcy president, they bankrupted their corporation, not the actual yes. states. And uh, You're they, he, they, they apothecated all that debt on their U.S. citizens. 
you know, which they, yeah. they've extrapolated over to everybody. You know, they, they put us into their same little, um, uh, you know, catch hall. Um, so, you know, and then they took the, all the land. It's also been up for, you know, the, the, the national forest. Even our private assets, well, the U.S. citizens' private assets have been hypothecated uh, and over into their uh, control system. And well, we owe nothing. We uh, just like the Schwab was correct. We owe nothing, but we're not happy. We're not stupid. You know, we know what they've done. Um, mm. And uh, to, get, uh, to get it back, I was talking about the guys this morning. You, the grand jury, they stole that from us. That goes back to the Magna Carta. We took back uh, our possession of, of, of our land by reinstating the Magna, uh, the, the grand jury of the local people. And they decide who to go after, what to pursue. And between the grand jury, I saw the book. I'm not, I'm not, even, not even saying this. And, uh, and also the Klan. They had uh, Klan at night. Uh, uh, the war was still raging. It just wasn't publicized. And uh, mm. they finally, the, the media was so powerful. They, you know, uh, individual will. I'm going to hold you over, okay? Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll return right after the break. Stay tuned. More than two people may gather anywhere without permission. Use only the drug prescribed by your boss or supervisor. Shut up. Be happy. Obey all orders without question. The comfort you've demanded is now man. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news. Real talk, real people, because you can handle the truth. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low-quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free raised which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures and you will really love the delicious nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. 
People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read one. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered from a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious, he almost died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives that were more affordable, he tried Extendivite. Since taking it, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product and I am grateful that it is available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extend Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to the Freedom Ministry on RBN. I'm your host, Chris Switzer, and we are talking with Patrick from Texas. Um, we held you over from the break. Uh, please continue, Patrick. Uh, thanks, Chris. Um, they, were, they were bringing up, you know, they were giving out the symptoms all this morning. You know, you're, no First Amendment rights gone, all your, you know, your, uh, your Constitution's gone. Yeah. That's right. And now uh, uh, Mark Weber uh, says, you know, quit, no more, don't give me any of your symptoms. Give me some solutions. And the, the solution would be is we come back together, you know, rooted in law, God's law. You know, that's a good start. You know, and uh, what is it, you know, the Ten Commandments, and uh, that was common law. You know, it was, uh, uh, that, that, that's what it was. Uh, you know, it was difficult. They didn't have any, you know, it was, it was a law, uh, 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 Lex non scripta, law not written, that's, and uh, that's what it is. Basically, the Bible, and um, and um, so uh, uh, you know, it's like uh, that's what we need to get. That is the basis of law, and, uh, and that's where it all comes down to. They've done a marvelous job of completely confusing everybody. And the, the 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 lawyers, you know, like Roger Sales, that that attorney just running around with him. Well, that guy bought his book. Brett Winter, he says, you know, uh, he's trying to put it off that case law is common. It is not. He's just getting his foot in the door. We don't need them. You know, you don't have attorneys in common law. You, know, you do your own. Uh, you, 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 you have your own case. You, you uh, uh, bring it forward. You prosecute it. So and um, and um, so, but uh, they uh, they they changed everything. Whatever the FDR is, you know, we're going to have military style courts. I don't care what you call them. They defunded all the common law courts. Um, and uh, 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 one attorney said, you know, in the Superintendent of Police, he's going to become attorney. And he noticed that all of the pleadings went from common law pleadings to statutory pleadings. In other words, it used to say, like, you know, uh, you know my trespass. That's what you brought. You did trespass on my rights, my First Amendment rights. We trespassed on. Or, you know, or the Fourth Amendment right is trespass. That's how you bring a common law pleading. You write it, you prosecute it. 
and uh, you can be damaged. All this shit is like, you know, the, the, the plane just comes forward, you know, and, you know, and uh, under the statutes that that murder, no. You know, that's what they've done. They've completely altered everything. Um, and, but you anyway, know, it's God's law. It's the basis mm-hmm. of it. You know, like, uh, Scalia and, uh, and Judge, uh, that's Paul Powell says, you know, well, why, why do you call it, uh, you know, the, the, the fundamental law? Because it sounds too Catholic. Oh, you mean like natural God's law? That's too, too Catholic. Okay. Uh, they, they're making way too much money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's about money. That's all these people think about. Yes. Let me let you go, Chris. All right. I appreciate it as always. Don't be a stranger, Patrick. God bless you, brother. Take care. Bye bye. Making a lot of good points. A lot of good points. Uh, before I take the next call, though, I do want to comment. Um, before I forget, my train of thought. I wish I had perfect recall and. Trying to figure out this whole mind palace thing. Yeah, I digress. Anyhow, I, a couple verses came to my mind as he was speaking. Um, I battled with this, you know, common law, and I've, I've gone down the whole rabbit hole of uh, learning, you know, the law and the common law and what was, you know, original and um, the Constitution and. Before the Constitution, of course, we had the Articles of Confederation. Um, None of it is his law. None of it is the way it should be as far as I see it. I I can't reconcile that stuff. I I simply cannot reconcile that stuff. We don't have men on earth today, you know, in any type of organized fashion ruling over other men in a godly manner. I don't see it. It's not... It, it, it really doesn't exist, and if I'm not seeing it, it doesn't exist. It does exist somewhere. Please call into the show or email me at the Freedom Ministry at protonmail.com and give me your evidence. I'd love to see that I'm wrong, and it, it it's actually happening somewhere. There's a group of people living under God's way, His truth, His life, under Yahushua Hamashiach. Um, they're observing the Sabbath. They're you know doing all these things, and they are set apart. They are a holy people, Israel. I would love to see that. Um, but I, I really, really don't. But there is comfort knowing that we just have to obey. Right? In First Kings chapter 11, verse 38, it says, And it shall be, if you obey all that I command you, and shall walk in my ways, and do what is right in my eyes, to guard my laws and my commands, as my servant David did, then I shall be with you and build for you a steadfast house, as I build for David, and I shall give Yisrael to you. Spiritual Yisrael. And I want to read one more verse here. Well, two verses, I apologize. And this is from... 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 20 and 21. Therefore, we are envoys on behalf of Moshiach, Messiah. As though Elohim were pleading through us, we beg on behalf of Moshiach, be restored to favor or grace with Elohim. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of Elohim. We just need to trust and obey, folks. 
trust and obey. But as far as like going into these court systems, I don't. I I can't reconcile it, and I I come to this verse in First Corinthians chapter ten, verse twenty one. You are not able to drink the cup of the master and the cup of demons. You are not able to partake of the table of the master and the table of demons. Do we provoke the master to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? All is permitted me, but not all do profit. All is permitted me, but not all build up. Let no one seek his own, but each one that of the other. I don't know that it's worth it. You know, I'm really... Are we partaking of the cup of the devil? By, you know, partaking and propping up these systems that we shouldn't even participate in. Don't give it any power. Right? Maybe I'm wrong. Let's go to Mike in Kentucky. Thanks for holding, Mike. Hey, walk it. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay, walking it back to some of the stuff you were talking about, uh, I think the millennium. Mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to wonder, a couple of things historically in Christianity that we know happened either from third parties or, you know, some uh, uh, internal hints at it, but there was a huge earthquake at Corinth that shook the town and that church uh, the Corinthians church to the ground apparently you have mm. to wonder what was going on in their mind at that time you know and so they by mm. the end they probably received some of the letters from Paul uh, but I doubt that they had received anything of uh, revelations you know earthquakes in diverse right. places and all that but a thousand years later you know the, the people described or whoever that studied the scriptures and had read that a thousand years is like a day, and a day is like a thousand years. By about uh, a thousand uh, seventy or after, with uh, dealings with the Barbary Pirate Jihad, and that, <clears throat> these other uh, situations, there they had to have been some that were expecting uh, expecting the rapture or the tribulation and stuff to be done and over with by, say, 1100 A.D. Of course, mm-hmm. I think the first, the first of the Crusades against the Islamic Jihad uh, into the uh, Christian homelands, you might say, uh, was about 1095, which would make somewhat sense. You know, here we're 15 years after the 1,000-year anniversary by their calendar of the sacking mm-hmm. of the temple. Correct. Well, which we know by historical documents, in 363 A.D., the apostate Julian tried to rebuild the temple. Right? His thinking—it mm. looks like his thinking was that he could short circuit or obsolete Christianity by bringing back the Jewish temple. And of course, he, right. he hated—he hated Christianity. He was saddled with it by Constantine and, and the mother of Constantine. And so he wanted to bring back the glory of Rome, the pagan glory. Have you read those accounts? Like it, the ones that I've read that are fairly easy to read are on a on a Catholic webpage called Fish Eaters. Have you read those? Like Fish Eaters. 
Well, it's uh, five accounts of the, that are known to exist mm-hmm. of, the, of the events there where Julian tried to pay people to rebuild the temple. And when they pried up the foundation stones, fire came up out of the earth and burned the workers, and he couldn't even pay people after that. So he went off to the battlefield to die. Uh, hmm. And, of course, the, the, the last holdouts of any remnant of Pharisees or Sadducees, I think, left to go into Babylon by then, or sometime around that time in 300, 360-something A.D., there was hardly any remnant left of any Jewish people in uh, that could be and I, I don't even know if they're really the genealogies were valid because of the Edomites at that point you know uh, right I, so I mean those what was his uh, what was the king uh, Her- not Herod uh, uh, the one that uh, was it King Herod that that uh, ordered uh, the babies killed or that was oh, yeah. the one that yeah yep, that's what you're talking about yes he was a client king, an Edomite installed by the Romans, and that continued all the way through till um, the the guy that washed his hands—I forgot his name—all of a sudden. Uh, huh? You talking about Pontius, or, or you talking about a, a Jewish? The the client king of the Romans that washed his hands and and, and let him take him to be crucified. That, would that be Pontius? Yeah, Pontius. That is okay. yes. Right, but the 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 Romans, I think, installed these Edomites as client kings as an insult to the Jews because they knew that they considered the Edomites descendants of uh, um, <laughs> Lot, incestuous relationship of Lot with his daughter. So they were ineligible to be priests. Uh, they couldn't hold any, you know, supposedly hold any. And of course, they would be ineligible to be kings. Uh, I think that's why the genealogies are so important. But Mm -hmm. by 1100 A.D., any holdouts in the the Catholics or the Eastern Orthodox or the Armenians or any of these devout Christians, any holdouts that thought, well, we have to have the rapture or we have to have the the tribulation has to be done by now. (laughs) So they started, I think the jihads was justified by some sermon in... uh, the 1090s. So here we are now. The reason I'm bringing this up, here we are now, uh, depending on whose calendar you believe, we're 2000 and maybe 1980 or 1980 some years after his ministry. And did he pick the, did he pick the 12 slowest guys that he could pick because he told them you're not going to finish going through the towns of Judea before the Son of Man comes. Well, how do we reconcile that? Mm-hmm. In the 70th week of Daniel, a lot of these dispensationalists are, and I think they're influenced by Jewish Zionists for a long time. But how, uh, so, uh, my question is, reconcile that and these uh, dispensationalists that want to claim that the 70th week of Daniel is suspended. The, the sign that Daniel was told for the seal being opened on the 70th week was that the power of the holy people would finally be broken. Well, what was that power? 
What was the power that the holy people had beside being maybe chosen to be made an example of every time they get corrupt? <laughs> They've been made an example of how many times throughout history, but there wasn't their power originally prior to Yeshua that they could take money or animals and sacrifice for the sins. And every year there would be a great reset, you know, Day of Atonement or Passover. That would mm-hmm. be their power, would it not, if it was valid? Sure. So that was broken in 70 A.D. That means the 70th week of Daniel was not suspended since then. And his kingdom, no, has, no, his kingdom has no end. Does his kingdom have an end? So no. when did it begin? His kingdom began when there was only the way. You know, the, I think at Hymenaeus heresy or whatever, they, they point and say, what difference does it make? All things continue as before. Because the temple was still up and running, they went. They picked up. They dusted themselves off after the crucifixion, earthquake, and the temple was rent in two. They went right back to sacrificing animals again for a generation, forty years. Then their temple got destroyed. Yeah, this, nothing different in the sun, brother. This generation will not pass away until all these things come. Not one stone will be left upon another. All those fulfillments are ignored by the modern church, like you said, the five hundred one c three. Yeah, a lot of them are, a lot of them are hanging that star red brand flag too. I know, I know it. <laughs> I, I put it in my video. It's it's scary. And they're bringing in this what was it that uh, Amalites or whatever, where they were told to kill all the women, children, and then uh, I think Saul brought back the king and uh, the prophet, uh, not Jeremiah, who was the prophet under Saul. Yeah, uh, oh my goodness, why am I drawing a blank here? He, 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 he took swords and killed them in front of the whole king's court because he said, yeah. you were told not to leave anyone alive. Why'd you bring back the king? And he just slaughtered him yes. out there as the story goes. That is right. being up, that's being brought up again to justify the slaughter of the, Ga- the Gazans, the Palestinians. Have you heard oh, that? Yeah. Oh, I've heard lots of couched, you know, scriptural rhetoric from uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and others um, in, in uh, is, you know, greater Israel, um, basically, yeah, justifying what they're doing. Well, they're bringing, them, they're bringing some judgment down on themselves, but doing that, are they not? Uh, Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone finding a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. 
or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Welcome back. This is the Freedom Ministry on RBN. Still your host, Chris Switzer. And I am finishing a conversation here with Mike from Kentucky. Uh, Please continue. We have about five minutes left. Well, just one last thing. um, And I don't remember exactly what I was talking about before the break, but uh, have you been on TLB Talk? Has anybody invited you to that social media from uh, that's kind of a companion to RBN? Yeah, it's it's been brought up to me once before. I have. I, I really have to do, check it out because um, uh, yeah, well, we're not get, get a second email or something and create an account or you know if you're not worried. About, I don't think they harvest your your contact list like Yahoo was doing, which I I, mm. I got I got burnt by that about twelve years ago. Even an IT guy thought I'd send him a message and it was fake from fake. Facebook, wow. as I call it. But anyway, you should join that, and if you go find my account. I just posted a, a revisited a, a thing with Apollo 12 that you might find interesting. My, my account's under my sure. TV 10 Moorhead is how I'm under it, you know. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, I just posted, posted this interesting uh, 
shadow play and photographs, one of them has to be fake or composite because it shows right. that lunar modules rotated the wrong way when this guy takes a closer photo of the yeah. uh, of the surveyor craft. So it's, uh, I thought you might find that uh, interesting. Uh, yes, I will check it out for sure. All right, yeah. Well, anyway, have a great one. Hey, thank you so much for calling. Right. I appreciate it. Okay. God bless you, Mike. Bye-bye. You too. All right, folks. Some great calls. As always, you can't go wrong if you keep it on him, Elohim, the Most High, guard his word, and study to show ourselves approved. And edify one another in truth and love as brethren under Yahushua HaMashiach. Do I know when he's going to return? No, I, I don't think I do, but I don't want to be caught with my pants down, if you know what I mean. So I want to make sure that my house is in order. But I do want to read to you from Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. And I saw the heaven opened, and there was a white horse. And he who sat on him was called trustworthy and true. And in righteousness he judges and fights. And his eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, having a name that had been written, which no one had perceived except himself. And having been dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of Yahuwah. And the armies in the heaven, dressed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on the white horses. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall shepherd them with a rod of iron. And he treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of El Shaddai. And on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Master of Masters. And I saw one messenger standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in mid-heaven, Come and gather together for the supper of the great Elohim to eat the flesh of kings, and the flesh of commanders, and the flesh of strong ones, and the flesh of horses, and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the armies of the sovereigns of the earth and their armies gathered together to fight him who sat on the horse of his army. Folks, that's the end of the show. Trust in God. Go to him. And obey, folks. Obey. God bless you all. I'll see you next week. I'm out. Shut up. Be happy. Obey all orders without question. The comfort you've demanded is now man. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop and lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop and lift? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too.
Ezoff LLC, 417-932-6419. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.